Welcome to another Veterinary Team Training Podcast. My name is Amy Newfield. I'm both the host and owner of Vet Team Training. Please check out all my other blogs, vlogs, and podcasts at vetteamtraining.com. And definitely check out my new continuing education site, which is also available at vetteamtraining.com. Today, I really want to talk to you about how 2023 is the year of the veterinary technician and veterinary nurse. Now, was there some sort of proclamation that was made making it so? No, but this is what I've decided, people. It's the year of the vet tech and the vet nurse. And there's a lot of reasons why I've decided that this is the year for us. And I'm gonna review some of those because they're super exciting worldwide things happening for this profession. And the other reason for this podcast is because it's a call to action. I need everyone to collectively put their best foot forward and let's finally move this profession in the direction that we all want it to go. Now, how we get there, we may disagree, but we all want the same things. I mean, if you ask anybody in this profession, you're gonna hear the same complaints, the same issues. We're underpaid, we're underutilized, we're undervalued, and unfortunately, we're burned out. And this is why we have such a high turnover rate in this profession. And listen, there's a reason that I don't do too much complaining, maybe a little bit of complaining, but not too much complaining about the issues in this veterinary profession of mine. And it is because we all know they exist. We don't have to keep just drilling it out there and complaining about it. I'm a person who really likes change. And I truly think this 2023 year is ramping up to some amazing change. I was just having a discussion with a colleague of mine, Becky Moser, and hopefully she's not going to mind that I share this quote of hers, but it was absolutely one of the best quotes that really defines this year as a profession. And I had to sneak it into this podcast because it was so beautifully done that I think it's going to resonate with a lot of you. I had actually already completed the podcast, was about to put it out, and then I had to work this little section in here. And here's what she said. She said that right now she's advocating that the veterinary technician, the veterinary nurse profession is a profession. It's not a position. Bam, right? Nail on head. For too long, we have been thought of a position within the hospital when the reality is, is this is a profession that every hospital needs. Veterinarians can't do surgery without a veterinary technician or a veterinary nurse doing the anesthesia. In fact, it could be argued that actually we're the ones who keep the pet alive. So you could do a great job with your surgery, but if the pet doesn't end up alive at the end of the procedure, well then... What was the point of the procedure? We literally are, in some cases, the most important contributing veterinary professional on the team, and yet we're considered a position. We often see that position being advertised out. You know, we're looking for a veterinary technician to fill a position. And I loved what Becky said because she's absolutely right. We're not a position, we are a profession, and it's about damn time that everybody realizes that. We are an equal component within that hospital. So one of the things that I talk about a lot is just reshaping the mindset of the veterinary profession in general. In human medicine, there are three buckets. And in veterinary medicine, we only look at two buckets. 
So what are these buckets? Because this is important for the operational flow within any hospital clinic within any area of the world. And so the three buckets that human medicine has is one is the operations. That's going to be your hospital administrator. It's arguably also going to be everybody in the front desk at the client reception level who's helping to maintain the operations and the day-to-day -day flow within that hospital. The second bucket is your doctors. That's your medical bucket. This is really key that we employ great doctors who know how to do awesome medicine. And then there's a third bucket in human medicine. That's your nursing bucket. Okay, so this nursing bucket is responsible for the patient care, for all the nursing aspects of the patients that are seen within the human healthcare system. Now let's look at the veterinary medicine profession. Unfortunately, we have two buckets. We see operations and we see medicine. And unfortunately, a large percentage of time, my profession, the veterinary technology profession, gets thrown into the medical bucket. It's completely separate. I'm not a position within that medical bucket. I'm actually a completely separate profession. And it's about time that we start to organize our hospitals. You know, right now I'm seeing a lot of data-driven studies about the importance of technician utilization, about how we actually help to drive revenue, but also to drive better client care. And in fact, there was recently an article that was published in the AVMA. Um, it was actually put out on October 13th, 2022. So if you can grab a copy of this magazine, definitely check it out. Again, it was AVMA Journal and it's October 13th, 2022. Probably any one of your veterinarians has a copy of it. So just look through it because a lot of veterinarians just let them pile up. Go through it, grab the, the actual magazine and take a look at this article. So here's the objective in this study. The objective says to describe and compare veterinary professionals' use of shared decision-making during companion animal appointments. And essentially what they were looking at is whether or not veterinary technicians actually contribute to the conversation and ended up resulting in either uh, that invoice getting approved or the client being happier or ultimately an increase in services. And it does not come to any surprise that veterinary technicians, if you just asked us, we would have said, yes, we absolutely contribute to that shared decision-making during these vet visits between the veterinarian and the owner. We play an equal contribution at times. And here's what's so interesting. They seem surprised that we made such a contribution. In fact, the study suggests that clients are more involved in decision-making related to their pet's health care when they saw both the veterinary technician and the veterinarian. When it was just the veterinarian communicating with the client, they actually were less involved, less inclined to you know, sign off on that invoice. And we actually found less engagement within that client. But when you bring in the veterinary technician to help have these conversations with pet owners, guess what? Compliance, understanding, and an increase in their pet's care obviously happens because veterinary technicians are amazing and we're part of a completely separate bucket in veterinary medicine. This is where nursing care comes into play. You know, veterinarians are great at explaining things to clients, but sometimes, honestly, it does take a great vet tech or a great vet nurse to really get through and connect with that client. And that's what this study showed. And while this next study didn't occur this year, it actually is very poignant to something that's now currently taking place in this year. So 
AVMA actually published another study on April 13th, 2022. That's the magazine date for that. And the title of it is Credentialed Veterinary Technician Intrinsic and Extrinsic Rewards in Narrative Review. And this is the summary that they found, which it basically stated low financial rewards, workplace incivility. Yeah, that toxic workplace. Go check out my book. <laughs> Oops, my team is toxic. And work overload appeared to be problematic for the individual veterinary technician, veterinary technician profession, and veterinary industry as a whole. The economic and psychological literature indicated that changes to the profession, such as increasing veterinary technician utilization, should simultaneously incorporate the economic needs and values of veterinary technicians and veterinary practice operators. The AVMA is now looking for a panel of volunteers who are going to start to look at how we can support and advance veterinary technicians and really empower them to maximize the ways that they can fully use their skill set and education in all aspects of veterinary practice. And this particular committee, it's called the Committee on Advancing Veterinary Technicians and Technologists, was actually created by the AVMA Board of Directors in November of 2022. Now, I posted a link on my Facebook page. So if you're interested, they are taking applications which are due March 31st. So time is of a crunch. It's If it's after March 31st, 2023, applications are closed. But I think it's really poignant that the AVMA is now looking into ways of how we can fully utilize veterinary technicians and veterinary technologists. Now let's forward to 2023 where we have Arkansas actually passing a bill. This is actually passed if you've not heard about this. Um, this was recently passed in the past month. Very excited for them. And essentially, the short version of this is it's going to hopefully help promote utilization of veterinary technicians, specifically veterinary technician specialists, VTSs, even more. So I'm just going to read you some of the language that got passed. And again, the, I think that we all have a lot of questions. We're all very excited about it. And I know that coming down the pipeline, several more states are probably going to follow suit. And basically, it says... You know, the, the veterinary technician may establish care for any am, new animal patients by forming a preliminary veterinarian client patient relationship on behalf of the collaborating veterinarian with the animal patient or client, order diagnostics, provide a diagnosis or a prognosis, and develop treatment plans with a collaborating veterinarian. Let me pause for effect. That's huge shit people. That's huge shit people. So this is why when I say 2023 is the year of the veterinary technician and veterinary nurse, there are bills like this that are being passed and how this actually works in practice. You know, I think again, we're going to have to see how this plays out. You know, I also know that in other states that licensure doesn't exist, there's bills that where, where we may actually see licensure becoming a thing. My state of Massachusetts is one of those. For example, right now, I am a CVT in the state of Massachusetts. I do not have a license because there's no licensure, meaning anyone can call themselves a veterinary technician. And I'm not going to go on my soapbox about that, but it is really important for the entire profession. Listen, veterinary assistants, I'm advocating with you that if we actually have a true profession and not just a job, then we can all move forward together. We don't get a profession if no one recognizes the profession. So licensure is really important. So I'm so excited about the various bills coming down the pipeline. I'm super intrigued to see how all of these play out. But oh, essentially why some of these bills are getting passed is because it turns out, and insert laughter here, 
we might be a little short-staffed in this profession. And so we are very short-staffed, not just a little bit. I think if I were to ask all of you right now, how many of you are looking for a veterinary technician, looking for a veterinary assistant, or looking for a vet nurse? Most of you, probably 90% of you would raise your hand and say, yes, we have open hospital positions and we need people to fill them and we can't find anybody. It used to be that when you put out a job ad, you would get a ton of applicants. Now you put out a job ad and you get crickets and that's pretty scary. So I think the industry is starting to realize like this is not just, you know, a job for people. This is a true profession that we need to recognize and we have to put value on. And again, where I, I'm starting to see some headway is these bills that are getting passed, these data-driven studies that are saying, hey, you know what? Vet techs actually do contribute a lot to the hospital. Can you believe that? No way. Should we treat them with a little bit more respect? Yeah, we should. And maybe pay us more. So here's why else I think that 2023 is the year of the vet tech and the vet nurse. We see a worldwide push to utilize veterinary technicians and veterinary nurses. Australia, since 2019, has started to register their veterinary technicians, their veterinary nurses, so that collectively they can raise the minimum standards and facilitate consistency in education and hopefully also improve standards in practice. You know, much like the United States, Australia is kind of in the same boat where a lot of, unfortunately, areas of the country uh, do not recognize the title of veterinary nurse being a profession. And unfortunately, anyone can call themselves that. So the Veterinary Nurses Council of Australia has really started to unify, bring together the people of the profession so that they can drive the practices of the profession and really make sure that the, the country knows that this is an actual profession that needs to be regulated. And then I'm gonna give a shout out to Malaysia who just created the Malaysian Association of Veterinary Nurses and Assistants. I mean, they look at other countries, they look at the UK, Australia, they look at the United States and their veterinarians are saying, hey, wait, they actually have a profession that is able to help drive revenue, increase client compliance and help us when we are doing surgeries. Because in honestly, in a lot of other countries, I don't know if people are aware of this, Veterinary technicians and veterinary nurses are not a thing. I've had amazing opportunities to lecture in countries like Turkey and China and even Mexico, and it doesn't exist. And so their veterinarians are the ones doing the anesthesia. Their veterinarians are the one placing the IV catheter. And now we have countries that are looking to us and saying, hold up, what is this thing vet tech or vet nurse? We need that because we can actually see more animals, be more productive if we allow veterinary nurses to do nurse things, veterinary technician to do nurse things, and veterinarians to stay in the doctor bucket. So kudos to Malaysia for just, you know, brand new association of veterinary nurses and assistants. Uh, I want to congratulate them because that's no small feat to get an organization together like that and really develop out what does the profession look like in the country of Malaysia. The other thing that makes this year of veterinary technicians and veterinary nurses is just the high level of advocacy that I'm seeing on social media. It's absolutely phenomenal. I'm seeing vet techs and vet nurses put their best foot forward. I love the challenges that they bring to social media sites, but in a healthy and kind way. 
I absolutely do not like any bullying, but what I do see is veterinary technicians and veterinary nurses not afraid to stand up for themselves. If there's a comment made about, oh, well, a doctor could do this or that, I love how I do see veterinary technicians stepping up and saying, actually, that's something a vet tech could do so that your doctor can be freed up to do that medical bucket side of things, which is really important. And unfortunately, our work in this profession is far from over. And this is where I'm doing that call to action. It's really important that whatever you can influence, whether it be yourself, where you elevate yourself to a higher level and you showcase off your skills and your knowledge so that the people within your hospital can see truly what you do, or whether or not you have influence in an entire hospital where now you can advocate for pay or salary benefits or even utilization you know, being increased. I want you to advocate for that. What I want everybody to realize is you all have influence over something. Maybe it's a client. A client doesn't understand what a vet tech or a vet nurse is. You have the ability to change that client's opinion of an entire profession by showcasing the best version of yourself. Sometimes we have clients who say, oh, can you just go get the doctor? That's where you as the veterinary technician or veterinary nurse needs to elevate yourself. And rather than just go get the doctor, because you know, sometimes we do, we just want to get that client off our back. Instead, I want you to say, actually, I went to school and I'm a trained veterinary medical professional. How about we chat and you know, my doctor's tied up. If there's something I can't answer or help you with, I'm more than happy to go get them. But unfortunately, they're busy right now. So why don't you ask me your question? I can't tell you the number of client conversations I've had educating them on what I do. You have no idea. Every friend, every family member, when I say I'm a vet tech, they say, oh, so you like hold for the veterinarian? Um, excuse me, no. I provide all the nursing care, which includes all the diagnostics, the dental profies, most everything you think that happens to your animal in a veterinary hospital is probably had an interaction by a veterinary technician or a veterinary nurse. For some of us, we're super lucky because we have influence over multiple hospitals or regions. This is where, again, we put our best foot forward. We showcase what veterinary technicians and nurses can do, and we advocate for all of those individuals within that hospital. And then for other of us, we may be influencing outside of even that area. However we can influence, make sure that every interaction you have, you impact the profession in a healthy way because that's really important. Our work here is far from done. In fact, I was just reading an DVM 360 article and this was so offensive. They talked about a veterinary hospital that actually hired a consulting group and the consulting group, the financial consultants recommended that they decrease the two to one ratio from technician to doctor, which I'm going to pause. Two to one is really low. That means you're not utilizing your technician staff to the fullest and your veterinarians are not making as much income as they should. So I'm just going to pause there. So anyway, this hospital manager had assigned two technicians for every veterinarian. So pretty lean, unfortunately. And the financial consultants recommended actually decreasing to 1.5 technician per veterinarian. In addition, they recommended an electronic call screening service to effectively answer all clinic calls 
while decreasing the amount of receptionists handling this duty. I don't even know where to begin, people. The fact that we still have financial consultants or consultants in general trying to decrease the number of veterinary technicians and veterinary nurses within our hospitals, stating that we're not necessary, they aren't getting it. There's been data-driven studies that have shown that veterinary technicians, if you have credentialed veterinary technicians, credentialed veterinary nurses, guess what? Your increase in revenue per year goes up anywhere from ninety dollars to $120,000 a year. And these are old data-driven studies. They're probably even higher than that. So let me just be clear what veterinary technicians and veterinary nurses can do. We can do absolutely everything except for surgery. And arguably now in some states, we can probably even prescribe and diagnose. So I'm going to pause and say, obviously a large percentage of states that doesn't apply. So we're going to go through the old school definition of what our job is, which is it's that weird definition. It's the only profession that is described by things they can't do. We cannot prescribe, we cannot diagnose, and we can't do surgery. That means we can do everything else. You know those abdominal ultrasound and thoracic ultrasound fast scans? This is when an animal patient comes in because unfortunately they have some traumatic event. They got hit by a car, it's a high rise syndrome cat. There's no reason why a veterinary technician or a veterinary nurse can't actually be the ones to do the quick abdominal scan or the quick thoracic cavity scan to look for fluid. Unfortunately, we have veterinarians who are actually prohibiting veterinary technicians and nurses from doing the skills that they can be trained and are trained to do. Nothing hurts my soul more than when I see a veterinarian placing an IV catheter, or I'm gonna even pause, I, it hurts my soul when I see veterinarians training veterinary technicians and nurses how to place IV catheters. And I think that's crazy. This is a nursing skill. This is not a doctor skill. This is a nursing skill. You learned this at the same level that I learned it in school. When a veterinarian leaves school and a veterinary technician leaves school, arguably the veterinary technician has had more skill and knowledge of IV catheter placement than the actual veterinarian. But yet you see on platforms and you see at conferences, veterinarians being paid to educate veterinary technician and it hurts my soul. When I started in this profession in the 90s, arguably there were not a lot of veterinary technician or veterinary nurse educators. There simply weren't. Most of the times when I went to a conference, I learned unfortunately and fortunately, there were some really good doctors who educated me on a variety of different veterinary technician skills and knowledge. But where I've always received my best learning is actually from the people who do my job. So obviously some of you know where I'm going down with this segue. And I'm going to proudly say, if you're not aware, but I mean, it's my podcast, so I am going to advertise myself. I'm going to very proudly say that it's 2023, not only because of all the amazing bills and legislature that's happening, all the really cool things that we are doing worldwide to push this profession forward, to advocate for ourselves on a daily basis, on social media, within our hospitals, on a corporate level, whatever that looks like. The other thing that I personally am super excited about that I'm advocating for, for the profession is is I just recently launched the first ever online continuing education platform where all of the educators, all of them, 
are only going to be credential veterinary technicians and registered veterinary nurses. That's it. Everyone is welcome to learn. And what's so cool that I have been just really humbled and I, I, words cannot describe my gratitude over the last week since I launched this CE platform. I've had about 20% of those who subscribe to the all access subscription they're veterinarians. I mean, my mind is blown. I have doctors subscribing and paying for continued education on my website where the only people who are doing the education are vet techs and vet nurses. And I cannot be prouder. I think this really tells me that things are changing because I know years ago, there's no way that doctors would come to my lectures. And now it's very normal. When I lecture at VMX, when I lecture at IVEX, when I lecture at WVC, when I lecture internationally, it's pretty common for me to have 10, 15, 20, 25% veterinarians in my lecture listening to me and you guys know I hate this term but I'm going to say it I'm just a veterinary technician and yet they come to my lecture knowing I'm a veterinary technician they sit in my lecture and they choose to be educated from me I mean my mind is blown if I am so honored and humbled at the same time but I need to move forward with this and this is why I get so jazzed up we should be learning from people who, who do our jobs. And the other thing is veterinary technicians and veterinary nurses are kick-ass educators. We have tons of externs that are coming into our hospitals. I mean, most of our vet tech programs that are, you know, regulated by the AVMA and even worldwide, you know, over in the UK, over in Australia, their, their students need to come into the clinic and learn from veterinary technicians and veterinary nurses. We're awesome at educating, and it's about damn time that we showcase exactly all the cool stuff that we do. So I'm thrilled because, yes, there's a lot of basic skills right now on my continuing education platform. Listen, I'm just up and running, but I'm going to show all the really amazing stuff from chest tube placements. Uh, yeah, a veterinary technician can place a chest tube, people, pretty much in every single state. It's okay and it's accepted by law that a vet tech can do that. We can tap chests, I know, mind-blowing. We can place IO catheters. We can do these AFAS and TFAS. We can do some really cool stuff, so let us do our job. <laughs> and I recognize I've been very fortunate. I've worked in some really high-end specialty hospitals where the veterinarian allows me carte blanche to deal with the stabilization of that veterinary patient while they go off and trust me and give me the autonomy to do their job and they go and have a conversation with that owner so that they can further drive the diagnostics, further drive the treatment plan of that animal and they just leave me and I'm able to make sure that our blood pressure is increasing. We have already set a plan in place of how many other boluses this animal is going to get. I've got a vet tech that's grabbing some pain medication which has been prescribed by the veterinarian but they leave us to it and they trust us that if this animal suddenly goes into respiratory distress, don't worry, I've got you. I can tap a chest. I can throw oxygen on that animal. I can do all these things while you have that conversation with the owner. And that's what is awesome nursing care. So this is the year. This is the year that we're going to take all this momentum that has been building up. And I would say it's really been building up in the past five years. And now we are going to need to start some, see some change. 
Whatever you can impact, I want you to do it. And again, everybody has an ability to impact something. Every client mind that you change, that means we're closer to being a profession that everyone sees as a profession, not just a job. Every legislative bill that gets changed, it's a win for us and we celebrate it together. Everything that we do, we do it together. And whether or not you're on social media and you have you know, that influence on a larger scale or whether or not you just have your friends and family that you can change their mind, I advocate for all of you to do it. And I'm also going to say that when we think about things like veterinary technician associations or veterinary medical associations, or even NAFTA, our national association here in the United States for vet techs in America, everyone has the ability to volunteer and help with those organizations. I think a lot of people think they're paid positions or that you have to be in this profession for 5, 10, 20 years. You don't. And in fact, most of our vet tech associations NAVTA, our veterinary medical associations that do have vet tech association positions on their board, they end up dealing with the same people over and over. And not that that's a bad thing, but the same people are on every single board and every single committee because no one else is stepping up. Listen, we need fresh blood. I'm telling you right now, um, having been on plenty of boards and plenty of committees, I see the same people. And a lot of those people are my colleague friends and they're great, but I want different opinions. I want to bring in different cultures and different colors and different sexes. And I think people who have never been on committees before, this is your year. Do not be afraid to say yes to a committee. Don't be afraid to put your name in as a nomination in your vet tech association. Too many vet tech associations are running so lean because again, it's the same people doing everything. I think people are intimidated to get involved. Listen, every single one of us who've ever been involved in an association or whoever tried to change a law or whoever advocated for anything or ever part of a committee, we were scared. We had that imposter syndrome to say, ooh, I'm just a wee little baby vet tech or I'm just a vet nurse and I've only been doing this for a couple years and I don't want to put my name in as a nomination to sit on a board or be a committee member. They're never going to pick me. Stop having that imposter syndrome. We need everybody to fight for this profession. We need everybody to advocate and move forward. And however we get there, we may disagree with how we get there, but here's the thing we all have to agree upon. We all want the same thing. Some of us are fighting at state level. Some of us are fighting at different, you know, committees or, you know, associations, whatever that looks like, we're all trying to do the exact same thing, which is better this profession. Remember, bullying is a no, but advocating is a yes. Remember to be polite and kind on social media because behind that comment is a real human being with real feelings who happens to be in your profession. We don't want to hurt each other. We want to help each other. We sometimes just say, you know, I'm going to agree to disagree. Still love you. You're still a vet tech. You're still a vet nurse. So I'm going to love you because you're part of this amazing profession. But how you want to get there, I'm going to disagree with that. Cool. That's fine. But what we do know is we're all trying to get to that same end point. And we have to do it collectively with kindness and compassion and empathy 
And this is the year that we're starting to really see forward movement. I'm so excited about 2023. Yeah, I'm, I'm also a little excited because again, I just launched this other part of my business. So I'm excited and nervous and clearly trying to pimp it out in a weird, awkward fashion because I'm not great at advertising myself. But hey, when you are a business owner, a solo vet tech business owner, uh, you do have to actually learn how to pimp yourself out and, and pretend like it's normal. And it's not normal for me. It's not normal. I would rather just, you know, hide in my house by myself and never put myself out on social media. But honestly, I have to do that because that's what a business means and needs. So in any event, sorry, I went down that weird tangent. I hope you all agree that 2023 year is the year for the vet tech, is the year for the vet nurse. I'm so excited for this profession. I'm excited about what's coming down the pipeline and I'm excited about us paving our own path. No one else paves this path. We do it through our hard work, our dedication, and our advocacy in everything that we do. Thank you so much for what you do. Thank you for being a unicorn. Please check out all my other blogs, vlogs, and podcasts at vetteamtraining.com. And also check out my new CE site at vetteamtraining.com. And if you do have any questions, just email me. I am the owner, sole owner of the company, and I'm a vet tech uh, just like all of you. Thank you so much for what you do. 